Amen. I want to, before I get started, I just want to say a word of thanks to uh, not only to our worship team, but our tech team and our safety team and all of our volunteers that, that, that are here today and that showed up and are serving and uh, just uh, so thankful that we have such a, a great group of folks that are uh, willing to serve and and, uh, and and do what needs to happen and be flexible in the midst of all that, that uh, happened this morning and, and that we've had to, had to adapt to over the past few months. Uh, and, and for you, I thank you so much that uh, that through all we've been through, that we've we've adapted and we've been flexible and we have moved forward uh, together. And so just wanted to say a word of thanks to them and a word of thanks uh, to you. Uh, that's a little bit about, actually a little bit of what my, my sermon is about today. I'm really excited uh, to get to share with you. Uh, I, was, I was out last week, I was here, but I, I wasn't preaching, but I got to enjoy listening to my brother, John Weaver. Uh, wonderful friend and wonderful preacher, and he shared a great message last week about his uh, one word. It was so powerful and so personal. As you know, we've been having this one word uh, conversation throughout the month of January, and uh, last week was the the last week of the series, and uh, I told myself that was going to be the end of of the one word conversation for just a little while, and and I promise after this it, it will be, but but John just inspired me so much last week, and, and since then, I've had a number of folks ask me uh, what my one word is uh, for this year, and so I wanted to take just a few minutes and, and share that with you this morning. Is that okay? Thanks. <laughs> uh, after we've gone through this process, the one word that, that God has, has placed on my heart and mine for this year is the word dwell. And uh, my family, uh, we made little bracelets for our one word this year. And so I've got a little bracelet right here that says dwell. And a couple of weeks ago, the, uh, the sweet folks in the Joyous Hearts small group made me a little keychain, And uh, it has my one word on it, dwell. And so there's lots of ways that I'm going to keep that in front of me. It's going to be a reminder to me this year of, of what I believe God is, is, is doing in and through my life. And so uh, I just wanted to talk about that for just a couple of minutes this morning. I, I've shared with you before that, that my favorite Bible verse in, in all of the scriptures, I've got lots of favorites, but this is my favorite favorite. It's John chapter one, verse 14. And it says, the word became flesh and dwelled among us. But that's not my scripture for this year. The, the scripture that, that uh, God has put on my heart and mind this year, it actually comes from uh, the Psalms. Psalms 37 verse 3 says this, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. I want to share just a little bit about how I got to that word. You know, we've been talking a lot about this one word process and, and there's three steps. Look in, look up, and look out. And, and that first step, the very beginning, it tells us to look in and prepare our hearts and ask ourselves and, and ask God some questions. Questions like, what do I need? What's in my way? And, and what needs to go? And so for me, after I prayerfully considered those questions, what, what my heart was telling me I needed the most was, was peace and, and to be present with, with the people that, that I care most about. And, and what was in my way was, 
was my own worry and my own stress over all the many tasks and responsibilities that I carry around with me every single day. And, and since those things didn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon, uh, that third question, what, I, what needed to go, uh, what I felt in my heart was what needed to go were those patterns of, of thinking that were keeping me in this, in this perpetual state of stress and, and anxiety. See, as I searched my heart, what I discovered about myself, a few things. I discovered that, that I'll think about conversations long after the conversation is over. Anybody else do that? Yeah. I'll analyze and I'll, I'll criticize every word that I said or I didn't say, and I'll agonize over how I should have handled it differently. Like, Patrick Mahomes after the Super Bowl, I'll, I'll replay that videotape over and over again trying to figure out what I could have done or, or should have done. Does anybody else do that? But you know what? That's not all. I don't just look back at those conversations. I also, I also think about conversations that haven't happened yet, uh, but they could happen. I'll, I'll strategize and I'll catastrophize, that's a word, by the way, uh, over a crisis that's not yet come to pass. Does anybody else do that? You know, I had a tendency to do that before 2020 and COVID and the pandemic, but can you imagine how that has amplified that particular anxiety for me? Maybe you've picked up on the pattern of thinking that, that I so desperately need to break the cycle of in my life. As I reflected on that, as I searched my heart, I realized that I get stuck thinking about the past and, and I get stuck thinking about the future, and it steals my joy in the present. It keeps me from, from being fully present with those around me. John talked a little bit about that last week. But my word is dwell, and, and here's why. As I was searching the scriptures, I found this word. The, the, the Bible has a word for, for this kind of worrying that, that fits me so well. It's the word fret. Have you heard that word before? You don't hear it too much anymore. But, but as I was searching the scriptures, I found this word fret and, and it resonated with me. And in Psalm 37, it begins with this phrase, do not fret. And it says it three more times uh, throughout this psalm as, as the psalmist lists these circumstances that are common uh, to everyday life. Things like conflict and chaos and, and comparison, in verse 3, it, it, it seems to have the answer for, for those of us who suffer from fits of fretfulness. Let me read it again. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Yeah, at first I thought my word was trust. And, and, and that's definitely the starting point, Right? But as I read on in the passage, the word that kept jumping off the page at me was this word, dwell. And that's when it hit me. That's the problem and it's the answer. See, see that's, what I, that's what I do. I dwell on, on situations and, and circumstances instead of dwelling in the presence of God. So what do I need? I, I need to quit dwelling on things I can't control and I need to trust that God is in control. 
I need to dwell in the presence of God so that I can truly dwell in the places that God has planted me and with the people that God has put me there with. Now, maybe somebody else needs to hear that this morning too. Maybe, maybe you've been dwelling on a past that you can't change. Or maybe you're, you're dwelling on a future that you can't control. Maybe today, you need to dwell on and with the one who can redeem your past and can transform your future. See, that's the good news of God's grace that we find in God's word and that we celebrate through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The word made flesh to dwell among us so that we might be set free from our past, so that we might stand firm in the assurance of a presence, of a present and a future that allows us to dwell with God and others now and forever. And it's all because of Jesus. Amen. Come on, there's a few of you in here. You can give me an amen. (laughs) The Bible says, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, in Christ, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's good news for you and me. And guess what? That's not all. Just just as God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in Christ, God is pleased to have the spirit of Christ dwell in us. Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and dwell in him and with him him. My friend J.D. Walt, who, who you know I love to quote a lot, he said this recently in one of his devotionals in the form of a prayer, and it, it pointed me to this powerful truth about this word dwell. He said, Father, thank you for your word, which endures forever. Thank you that, that these four words that changed, for these four words that changed everything, the word became flesh. He said, this is such good news. And I know that as this same word of God dwells in me, then I too become good news. Think about that for just a minute. When when I stop dwelling on those things that keep me stressed and stretched and feeling separated from God, when I start dwelling on who God is and, and all that God has done to set me free and, and who God is calling me to be, when I allow the good news of God's grace to dwell in me, then God's grace begins to transform me. And I become good news to those around me. We all need some good news, don't we? Isn't that why we come to church, whether it's online or or in person? And, and, And I'm not just talking about the building. I'm talking about the fellowship. I'm talking about the body, the, the family, the, the community, the church. I love what Paul says in Ephesians 2, 22. He says, and in him, in Christ, you too are being built together to become a 
dwelling in which Christ lives by his spirit. You know, if we learned anything in 2020, I, I think we learned that we are the church. We are the good news of God's grace. We are a place uh, for people to experience the word made flesh, made fresh in and through our life and in our life together, that it's so much more than just the building, it's, it's the body. And, and Paul challenges the church in Colossians. He says, let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with, with all wisdom through psalms and, and hymns and songs from the spirit, uh, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And then finally, uh, another one of my favorite passages, Psalm 133 says this. This is from the, the old King James Version. It says, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. All that brings me to the one more thing I want to share with you this morning. See, I've also been, been praying not just for what God's one word is for me, but I've been praying about what, what God's word might be for us as a congregation, as a, as a fellowship family. I've asked our staff and, and some of our leaders to join me in, in praying for that as well. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure yet, but, but I think that word is together. A couple of weeks ago, I, I reminded us of a phrase that I believe points us to who God is calling us to be and what God is calling us to do. It's these simple, powerful words, sharing life together in Christ. And as I've prayed over those words, the, the one word that keeps jumping out at me this year is that word together. And as I've reflected on, on who we are and who God is calling us to be, I've just reminded over and over again uh, how we've gone through some difficult times this last year. And I know that there are still many challenges that lie ahead, but I am convinced that there is nothing that we have not and cannot overcome together. but we have to choose to, to dwell together. <laughs> we can choose to dwell on our past. We can choose to, to dwell on the future or we can choose to dwell in Christ together. We can dwell on things we can't control or we can trust that God is in control. We can choose to dwell in the presence of God together in the place that God has planted us with the people that God has put us there with. To let the message of Christ dwell in us richly so that we might be good news to those around us. Isn't that what it means to be the church? So when we talked about the vision for our church sharing life together, you know, I shared with you these four C's and these four ships that go with them. Connection, collaboration, commission, celebration, and then relationship, ownership, partnership, and worship. And, and I didn't even realize it until much later, until recently, but, but I think our one word for 2020 was that first word, connection. I feel like our focus on 
on connection, on, on helping folks stay connected to Christ and to one another, on, on their relationships with God and others through all the ups and downs of 2020 is, is what brought us through last year. And as I look forward to this year, I think that that second word, our focus on, on collaboration, on, on working together to, to rebuild our life together is, is what's going to make all the difference in 2021. And so, so the question I wanted to leave with you this morning is this. What do you need to do? Or what do we need to do to take ownership of our faith in 2020? What do we need to do to, to dwell in God's presence and with God's people so that the message of Christ dwells in and through us. What does that need to look like for you? Maybe, maybe it means getting in a small group or, or maybe it means serving in a ministry. Maybe it means giving more sacrificially or maybe it means giving your testimony. Or whatever it is, I just wanna challenge you this morning to prayerfully consider what step of faith God might be calling you to take this year and, and know that I'm praying for you as well. And I know that you're praying for me. You know, I'd be lying if I, I told you that, that I don't still fret about the past and, and about the future. But I can tell you something that I am completely confident of, something that brings me great peace in the midst of any chaos that I may encounter. And it's this simple truth. God is faithful. His grace is sufficient for me and for you. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And the, and the God whose grace has brought us safe thus far will lead us into the future that God has for us until God's grace leads us home. I know that I can't completely remove the stress and anxiety that comes from the trials and tribulations of this life, but what I have discovered is that with God's help and by God's grace, I can replace those patterns of thinking with, with the promises found in the word of God and the peace that only comes through the presence of God. And so I've decided in 2021, in those moments when those voices are speaking lies about my past and about my future, I'm gonna choose to speak the truth of God's word into those places. I'm gonna choose to use that nervous energy that I have to, to serve those around me. I'm gonna do what, what my one word tells me to do. I'm gonna trust God and do good. I'm gonna dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. How about you? Let's dwell on that this week together. Amen? Amen, let's pray together. God, I am reminded this morning already in so many ways that, that I am not in control, that, that you are. God, that you know that your ways are, are so much higher than our ways and your thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts and yet you choose to, to, 
to enter into our world, to enter into our lives, to enter into all of the decisions and, and interactions and relationships that we have each day. And you offer us grace and mercy and, and forgiveness right where we are. And yet you never leave us there, God. You, you call us forward. You, you invite us to follow you into the new life that's offered to us in Christ so that we might experience transformation in our lives so that we might be a part of the work that you are doing to transform this world. God, we thank you for that. God, I thank you for speaking to us and speaking through us. I pray that today and tomorrow and every day ahead of us, God, that we would take time to, to be in your presence, to dwell in your presence as, as individuals and that we would take time to dwell together in your presence as a church. God, that we would make time to, to listen to what you have to say to us, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and our minds to receive from you, Lord, from, from your word and from your spirit so that we might respond and, and so that our lives and our life together might bear fruit for your kingdom. God, we thank you. Above all things, for your son, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. The word became flesh to dwell with us. God, we thank you for that gift. And we prayed, Lord, I pray that all who, who, who can hear this today, Lord, if they don't know you, that they, would, that they would offer themselves to you today, that they would allow you to, to dwell in their lives in such a way that you might be their savior and Lord, that you might not just be present, but that you would guide their thoughts and decisions and, and, and relationships. God, I pray for those that, that maybe don't have a, a place to, to connect with people, Lord, that, that, that this might be an opportunity for them to do that, that we might be able to help them with that if, if they so desire. God, I pray for all of us that you might show us what that next step is for us to, to walk in the in the newness of life that you have for us so that we might experience your presence and provision and power in a new way. God, we love you so much. We worship you. We give thanks to you for who you are, for all that you have done, for all that you are doing and all that you promise to do. Help us to rest in your promises this week. Allow you to, to do what only you can do in and through us. I pray this in the mighty, powerful, wonderful, beautiful, amazing name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you've got any questions about a relationship with Christ or, or a connection to this church, uh, please let me know or let one of our staff know. We, we'd love to help you with that. But uh, let's respond to what God is putting on our heart today as we, as we sing this closing song.